0: afraid to confess him before men. Thus he came to find himself guilty of a great fault, of being ashamed of the sacraments, of the humility of your word, when he was not ashamed of the sacrilegious rites of proud demons, whose pride he had imitated and whose worship rites he had shared. This made him bold against vanity and humble toward your truth. Then suddenly, and unexpectedly, he said to Simplicianus, let us go to the church. I wish to become a Christian. Simplicianus went with him, scarcely able to contain himself for joy. He was admitted to the first sacraments of instruction, and not long afterward gave in his name that he might receive the baptism of regeneration. At this Rome marvelled, and the church rejoiced. The proud were enraged. They gnashed their teeth and melted away. But the Lord God was his hope and this servant paid no attention to vanity and the lying madness of those who opposed him. Finally, when the time came for him to make a public profession of his faith, which at Rome those who were about to enter into your grace make from a platform, in the full sight of all the faithful people, speaking from a set form of words learned by heart, the leaders of the church offered Victorinus the chance to make his profession privately, for this was allowed for those who were fearful— But Victor Rhinus chose rather to profess his salvation openly in the presence of the whole congregation, for he said that he had professed openly his rhetoric, and there was no salvation in that. Why then should he shrink from naming your word before the sheep of your flock, when he had not shrunk from uttering his own words before the crazed multitude? When he ascended the platform to make his profession, everyone whispered his name in tones of jubilation. They all knew who he was, and a low murmur ran through all the multitude, Victor Rhinus, Victor Rhinus! There was a sudden burst of exultation at the sight of him, and suddenly they were hushed that they might hear him. He pronounced the true faith with excellent boldness, and all desired to take him to their very heart indeed. By their love and joy they did take him to their heart, and they received him with loving and joyful hands. O most merciful Father! You rejoice more over one that repents than over ninety-nine just persons that need no repentance, and we are moved to tears when we read about the younger son who was dead and is alive again, was lost, and is found. Indeed, many other things bear witness to this. The commander triumphs in victory, and the greater the peril of the battle, the more the joy of the triumph. The storm tosses the voyagers, threatens a shipwreck, and everyone turns pale in the presence of death. Then the sky and sea grow calm, and they rejoice as much as they had feared. A loved one is sick, and his pulse indicates danger. All who desire his safety are themselves sick at heart. He recovers, though not able as yet to walk with his former strength. And there's more joy now than there was before when he walked sound and strong. Indeed, the very pleasures of human life men obtain by difficulties. Is it not the custom that the bride should not be immediately given in marriage so that the husband may long for his betrothed? Greater joy is everywhere preceded by the greater pain. Are there many who have come to you out of a deeper pit of darkness than this Victor Rhinus? The enemy is more overcome by the salvation of one on whom he has had a greater hold— He controls the proud firmly through their concern about rank and influence. The more, therefore, the world prized the heart of Victorinus, which the devil had held by an impenetrable stronghold, and the tongue of Victorinus, that sharp, strong weapon with which the devil had slain so many. All the more exultingly should your sons rejoice because our king has bound the strong man— and they saw this man taken from the devil and cleansed, and made fit for your honor and profitable to the Lord for every good work. Now, when Simplicianus had finished telling me the story of Victorinus, I was eager to imitate him. He went on to tell how the Emperor Julian had soon thereafter passed a law by which Christians were forbidden to teach literature and rhetoric. Victorinus, in obedience to the law, chose to abandon his school of words rather than stop teaching your holy word he was happy about this because he had now found a reason to give his time wholly to you this is what i too longed for but the enemy held me in chain i was bound by lust and the service of lust ended in